to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast, your local business community resource. My name is Denise Heidel. Not only do I serve as your podcast host, but I'm also the executive director of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. On behalf of the Chamber, thank you for listening and for your support of the Chamber business community. Hello and welcome to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. Um, it's October and that means it's Emotional Wellness Month and since our podcast is geared toward the business community, we're specifically talking about emotional wellness in the workplace. I'm your host, Denise Heidel, the Executive Director of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce and I am here with Jennifer Locklear, the owner of Louisville Family Counseling. Thank you for being here, Jenny. Hey, Denise. Thanks so much for having me. So Jenny is not only a local business owner, she's also a chamber member. She is a counselor herself, mm-hmm. and she is a wife and a mom. What other hats do you wear? <laughs> yeah, so entrepreneur, counselor, supervisor, wife, mom, Um, PTA member (laughs) probably some more I'm not thinking of at the moment (laughs) right yeah Jenny Jenny is definitely a busy woman she's also one of our leads group leaders um, Mm -hmm. with the chamber and and an ambassador uh, an ambassador Mm -hmm. yeah so she does a lot and uh, she's definitely a valuable member of this business community and we're very grateful for you to be here and share your expertise especially like I said as we're talking about emotional wellness in the workplace so yeah it's a great topic I appreciate y'all um, y'all coming up with this one to talk about for so. October we're going to take a quick pause from the podcast to hear a message from Triad Business Bank hello my name is Fuller Parham senior commercial banker with Triad Business Bank we opened our doors a little over two years ago to serve the core banking needs of locally owned businesses, real estate professionals and developers, and nonprofit organizations here in the Triad. We raise local capital and have a mission to deploy it back into our local community as a catalyst for growth. We focus on the core banking needs of our local business community. And what that means is we really are looking to help out with deposit, treasury, cash management services, as well as business, commercial, and real estate borrowing needs. Again, my name is Fuller Parham with Triad Business Bank, and we look forward to learning how we can support your business's growth. Thank you again to Triad Business Bank for their support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. And now, let's get back to the podcast. So let's just start with a re- really simple question. Um, emotional wellness, what does that mean? So I suppose everybody would define that differently. To me, emotional wellness is showing up as your best self, being at peace with yourself, with what's going on in your life. Nothing's ever perfect, but if we can have a sense of peace and acceptance and relative calm and be able to function in our activities of daily living uh, pretty well, I would call that overall emotional wellness and that's something that everybody wants Mm -hmm. but not everybody gets yeah and there's one other piece to that Um, I think a lot of the times uh, in in Western culture we kind of think of things on this medical model medical model so um, there's kind of this idea of being not sick (laughs) Um, so if you're not sick you're fine and there's fine, but then there's thriving. 
Oh, I like so, that. yeah, so the other piece to emotional wellness, you could, you could take that as I'm fine, or it, you could take it to the next level and think like I'm thriving. So, that, you know, it can also kind of be distinguished that way. Right. I love that word. That's a great word. So when we talk about emotional wellness, we've got the definition, but is, is it a term that is often thought about in the workplace? That is a really great question. In my workplace, we think about it all the time. Right? <laughs> so you're the, you're the capital of emotional wellness in the workplace at right. Louisville Family Counseling. So, um, I mean, I've worked a lot of places uh, before Louisville Family Counseling, and I'd say it was not always top of mind, or it didn't always seem top of mind at some of the, fo- some of the places where I've worked. And I would agree with that. I mean, in my past career, I've only really that I can think of worked for one employer that actively had an EAP in place. And mm-hmm. for those, I'm assuming everybody knows what it means, but for those who don't, employee assistance program where um, it allows for employees to have free access to counseling to kind of get their foot in the door to help process yeah, it's um, a great program. Emotional issues as well as other services that mm-hmm. an EAP offers. Uh, it's definitely a low-cost way for um, employers to to help their employees, though I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead of our outline here, so <laughs> saying that. But, um, yeah, so, you know, we do think of emotional wellness in a lot of areas, and I think, I'm just speaking for myself, I think a lot of people tend to compartmentalize the term. You know, I am happy at work. I'm happy at home. I'm not so happy over here, but things mm-hmm. are okay here. You know, we tend to compartmentalize it, but honestly, our emotions, really, there's no barriers. I mean, we're all over the place with them, right? Yeah, our emotions tend to follow us wherever we go. <laughs> and there, yes, there's definitely um, a way of compartmentalizing those things. Like we may have in our minds that home life is great, uh, work life, uh, maybe not so great, or could be the other way around. Love my job, but family life is hard right now. Or, you know, maybe we're thriving in both areas, or maybe both areas are difficult. Um, and that's, you know, not to say all the other hats that we wear in other areas of our lives. Um, but yeah, we we can compartmentalize that. So for example, if, um, if we're having some really tough things going on at home, uh, when we get to the office, we can kind of like, um, put that on the, the bookshelf of our mind and um, kind of leave that for later so that we can focus and do the tasks that we need to do to show up as our best selves at our job. Um, and then we wouldn't, because really there may not be anything you can do about it while you're working, perhaps. Um, so then when you get back home, you can kind of take that back off the shelf and do the things that you're able to do about that situation. And it's in, I mean, I want to come back to this topic here in just a second, but what you're suggesting with the bookcase of the mind, it really is important, especially as we consider our interactions with people, because, you know, people aren't mind readers, you Mm -hmm. know, and they may be having a great day, but your bad mood coming into the office may just sour everything and mm-hmm. or vice versa. You know, you, you may have a great morning and then you walk into the office and your boss is having a bad morning mm-hmm. and totally changes your tone too. Yeah. So our emotions impact our interactions, not only with our supervisors, peers, subordinates, but also our clients, mm-hmm. with our vendor relationships. Um, when you talk about the bookcase of the mind, how, how do, how do those how can people start to visualize that and utilize that 
concept because it's a really interesting concept. So the word that you just used, visualize, I think that's one of the most important words there in that sentence. So, um, so if you take a moment and maybe close your eyes and imagine uh, perhaps a bookshelf or a, one of those large shelves where you can put containers. So it could be either one, whichever works for you. So imagine that shelf and um, imagine that um, you've got something that you can't deal with right now. You can deal with it um, at its appropriate time. Um, so imagine what that is and imagine that there's a container on that shelf and take the lid off that container. Um, gently place this, this issue in the container, put the lid back on it and walk away. So it's not saying you're ignoring the problem, mm -hmm. you're tabling the mm -hmm. problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then when the time comes uh, that you're prepared to deal with it, or it's a, an appropriate time to deal with it, walk back to the shelf, take off the lid, bring it back out, and do what you're able to do at that point. Right. Um, so what about, okay, so we've just talked about our interactions and how to put those emotions on the bookcase of our minds. Um, when we talk about emotional wellness and the impact it has on the workplace, what does it do to both our ability to focus and our ability to be productive? Mm -hmm. Two really big things right. for an employer. I mean, I don't know of any employer who's okay with their employees coming to work and being distracted and mm -hmm. staring off into space or, you know, just getting nothing done over the course of a business day. Right. So, um, I may be getting off track just a little bit here, but what it brings to mind is when we diagnose folks with a mental health disorder using the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, um, part of the criteria for any mental health diagnosis is that it impacts your functioning in at least one area of life. And work is an area of life that- A major area. Yes, that it can impact. So, uh, so for example, if someone has major depressive order, uh, excuse me, major depressive disorder, um, it's possible that it impacts their functioning at home or at work or both. So, for example, being distracted. Um, it can be really tough to concentrate uh, when, when you're consumed with those feelings of sadness and low self-worth and lack of motivation um, with some of those symptoms. Um, so imagine if you've ever had a day in your life, and maybe you don't have something like, you know, major depressive disorder or generalized anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder. Maybe you've just had something that's distracting. Um, your kid's having a problem, your dog's at the vet, something like that. So imagine the weight that that has had on you uh, at work and how distracting that can be and how it can kind of get you off task a little bit. Or maybe you have to make some phone calls, call the vet, see how the dog's doing, uh, go to school and pick your child up, something like that. So it can take time away as well as uh, like direct time away with phone calls and leaving early um, and just lost productivity and not completing tasks um, as fast as you're usually able to. Um, so folks that have um, real mental health disorders, uh, you know, it can impact uh, their ability to really focus at work. So getting the help that they need definitely impacts 
really the bottom line, and I don't have statistics or numbers about that, it affects every company differently, but it can definitely impact a company's bottom line and is in, their, in the company's best interest to support their employees' emotional mental health. Yeah, so that is a really important topic, and I mean, let's let's go ahead and, and dive into that. We've already talked about the EAP. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I haven't priced an EAP in quite a few years, mm-hmm. but as I recall, it's a very very low cost option for employers who are looking to give some additional value and benefits mm-hmm. to their members. Or right. I'm saying members because I'm, I'm in the chamber world. <laughs> I think of everybody as a member. So um, no, to their employees, sorry right. about that. Yeah, so EAP is a benefit that some companies have the ability to option as part of their benefits package. Um, and employees can take advantage of that um, and get counseling when, they're, when they need to. So it, and it's really, it's not long-term counseling. It's really more of right. just a get the door open mm-hmm. and see what the options are yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, we've provided EAP services in the past. We don't right now, but uh, some of the folks would be covered for, for example, eight sessions, uh, which was, you know, when we're really focused on a particular issue, it can be enough time to get some work done. Right. And then some folks would choose to come to return after their eight sessions were over and, and continue doing that work. Okay, great. What are some other things that employers and supervisors could do to help promote emotional wellness in Mm -hmm. the workplace? Yeah. So I think that can take a lot of forms. Um, The first one that comes to my mind since I'm a counselor is um, folks kind of doing their own work by, by getting the help that they need to be the best version of themselves, to show up in their lives and their workplace as the best version of themselves. Um, so, you know, in so in my perfect world, everyone would have their counselor and, um, and- Just like they have a primary doctor, right? right? Just like they have a primary doctor and mm-hmm. be on that journey because we are a work in progress that is never finished (laughs) as long as we're alive. And I feel like we're all on that journey to become our best selves. And when we are our best selves, I think we treat others. uh, We treat others the best that we can. We are treated the best that we can be treated. And I think that is really what can make the workplace thrive. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, and I have to, as you were talking, I was remembering um, in this year's leadership Louisville Clemens class, um, Jeff Vance with Gwen Services was talking about one of the things that they do at Gwen Services is they have a slushy machine. Mm-hmm. And so something as simple as that, mm-hmm. just to, you know, your employees have come in, they, they're tired, they've had a long day, yeah. and just that simple little treat, you yeah. know. And I know from my past career, you know, I the Starbucks run, I mean, that just elevated mm-hmm. the mood for everybody when yeah. somebody did that. I mean, it's just little things. Yes, and it doesn't have to be anything big or expensive. I think employees really want to feel appreciated. And right. often, um, you know, criticism can come out a lot easier than appreciation. We tend to notice what's wrong easier than we notice what's right. right. So sometimes we really have to intentionally, as employers, intentionally look and notice and pay attention to what's right 
and call that out as well. Call attention to that and show that appreciation. I think that's one of the number one ways that um, employers can enhance that employee engagement and um, emotional well-being in the workplace is to really show that appreciation. Right, even the bookend method, you know, where you start mm-hmm. with the positive, you give the criticism, and you mm-hmm. end with the positive. Right. That bookend would just make such a huge difference mm-hmm. for employee morale yeah. and just overall emotional well-being. Because even if, even if you're not somebody who suffers from, you know, mm-hmm. clinical depression or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, you know, everybody wants to feel appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing employers can do, um, they could, as part of their onboarding paperwork, they could have a favorite things list. Oh, I love that. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So so, will you explain what a favorite things list is? Yeah. So a favorite things list can be, um, like, do you like eBooks or, uh, paper books? Do you like coffee or tea? Do you like the beach or the mountains, cats or dogs? You know, uh, just kind of a list of, of people's favorite things. Like, do you like Starbucks? If so, what's your Starbucks drink? Right. <laughs> um, what's your favorite candy bar? Favorite candy what's your bar. Favorite, uh, novelist, mm-hmm. you know, favorite store to go shopping at. Exactly. Favorite place to get gift cards. Yes. So you can go on like Google and, and search favorite things lists and come up with some great ideas that are appropriate for for, for your employers or employees um, and like if you ask their their favorite candy bar you know one day you you can you know have have this list generated and you know go get a bag of skittles or whatever right. it is and um, leave it on their desk I mean how how good would that make you feel if your employer you know thought enough of you to just to know what you like Mm-hmm. and to to give you that treat every once in a while. Yeah, there's a book I read years ago called Listen, Love, Repeat mm-hmm. um, by Karen Eman, and she called that a heart drop. Mm. So she wasn't talking about this in context of a workplace situation, mm-hmm. but the heart drop would be like, you know, if Jenny, you and I are having coffee and you mentioned to me um, that you really liked those earrings that were sitting on the shelf at Be Kind Coffee. And so for your birthday... I went and after we left for coffee, I went and got those and I remembered what Mm -hmm. you said Mm -hmm. or it was a just because gift or whatever it is, but it's that heart drop where somebody has paid attention to what you've said, they've remembered it and then they've acted on it because again, it just, it goes without saying that that is just a feeling of appreciation. It is. It pulls on your heartstrings and it's like, oh my gosh, they remembered. Right. And I mean, you talk about emotional well-being is Mm -hmm. people want to be noticed. Mm -hmm. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. Right. All of those things contribute to better emotional health. And, mm-hmm. you know, and if somebody's got strong emotional health in the workplace, do you feel like it trickles into every other aspect of their lives? Yeah, yeah, I think it does. It can have that um, trickle-down effect. Um, so, you know, kind of that pay-it-forward right. mindset. You know, when somebody does for you, it kind of motivates you to be kind in turn right yeah give a smile and doesn't cost you anything and it makes somebody else's day Mm -hmm. I love it Mm -hmm. so yeah so I mean and then you've got the you know we've talked about what employers could do um, but what about from the employee side you know a lot of people you know I was I was in a leadership session recently and we talked about this which is um, perfect timing for this discussion that sometimes when you say, hey, can you come in my office? I need to talk to you. What does that create? It automatically <laughs> creates Everybody's like, that, uh-oh, that, <laughs> what did right, I do? <laughs> what did I do? Anxiety. Um, uh, oh, dear. You know, so it, it's, it's got such a negative connotation to mm-hmm. it. But 
you know, so we, we worry about those types of things in our workplaces, you know, and we start to worry, if I do this wrong, is it going to affect my job security? Mm-hmm. Is it going to affect my ability to rise up the corporate ladder? Mm-hmm. You know, so when we talk about emotional wellness in the workplace and just the anxieties that mm-hmm. an employee may feel from their own personal self-consciousness. Right. Feeling judged. Yeah, mm-hmm. feeling judged. Yeah, that's a really good one. Or just insecurity of mm-hmm. overall. Mm-hmm. How can we navigate? I mean, that's a really rocky road to navigate because you right. mean that's that's getting into layers upon layers of reasons maybe you feel insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so um, I think there's still enough of that s- stigma about receiving mental health services or <clears throat> um, you know having mental health issues that we hesitate to talk about it or we hesitate to get the help that we need or ask for the help that we need or to let others know that we are getting the help that we need. Um, and I think that can, can impact our freedom to kind of talk about that and share that in the workplace. So um, I have noticed that, like I've had a, a couple of clients uh, who have told me stories about uh, sharing um, the fact that they are getting help uh, with their employers and have had really good responses. Um, And that has been very encouraging to me. Uh, Sometimes I think people will think, oh, well, if I I go get counseling, then um, I won't be allowed to, I've had some folks say they don't think they can join the military if they go to counseling, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, And really, I feel like it should be um, a positive that folks seek and get the help that they need mm-hmm. uh, rather than as a negative because they are taking the responsibility to to do something about it and where, whereas somebody else may have a problem and not get the help they need and and be able to you know get the promotion or get the job uh, when the person who did get the help they needed the help that they needed are afraid they wouldn't you know I really think that should be seen as as a positive it is because it's a lot of there's a lot of courage behind asking for help mm-hmm. So, you know, you said something about, you know, different jobs and and people being afraid of the repercussions of that. But you've been a counselor for what, 10? 20 years. Oh, 20 years. Wow. I'm okay. I've been in private practice for 11. That's where I'm getting my numbers. Yeah, I've been, I went to graduate school 20 years ago this year. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. So, but in 20 years, Mm -hmm. I mean, surely you've seen kind of an evolution of the mindset of, you know, public perception of mm-hmm. seeking help versus yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. So it's, it's much more commonplace now. It really is. Um, I'm wearing a shirt right now that says, it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, to break the stigma. Um, and like I see a lot more of this now than, than I did 20 years ago. So my hope is that it's, you know, that when we talk about it being a problem maybe it's not maybe it's not as much of a problem as um, as folks still think it is you know uh, I really think folks are becoming much more open-minded about it especially since the pandemic I think the p- pandemic really broke down some barriers with that so um, it really I feel like it should be able to be a conversation these days 
so you mentioned you have some some clients who have mm-hmm. talked to their employers about needing help. Mm-hmm. Can you give us an example of what that conversation might look like for somebody who needs to go and talk to their employer or their supervisor and mm-hmm. say, hey, I need to address this mental health issue yeah. for my own emotional well-being. How would that conversation look? Yeah. So this could present in so many different kinds of ways. Um, let's let's take the example if somebody had a problem with alcoholism um, and it was impacting their daily life they were ready to you know ready to be done with it ready to make a change and to um, you know really improve their life and and let let that go they could go to their employer and um, you know say hey would you mind if I meet with you sometime when when would be when would we be able to schedule a meeting there's something I'd like to talk with you about um, more so than just kind of seeing somebody in the hall and being like hey I'm getting ready to go to counseling right. <laughs> so you know the first step would be you know email or text your um, or call your your boss or your supervisor and say hey could we set up a time to meet um, and you know make that appointment and um, I think it's best to choose somebody that, you know, that you have a good relationship with, that, that can be compassionate. And, you know, you can share as, as much as or as little as you want to share. Um, but, you know, it's amazing how understanding some folks can be uh, when we kind of admit that we've got a problem. Right. Sometimes it can really kind of, um, it can really take people's guard down. When, when you show your humanness. Right, your own vulnerability. Your own vulnerability and say, look, I've got some, a problem in my life and I really need to deal with this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need some time, whether that's, you know, an hour a week for counseling or... Um, Just a, like a short-term disability leave mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, and oftentimes the first step with that is to get an assessment to find out what that treatment is going to look like. So maybe you've already done your assessment and you go to your boss and say, you know, I've had the assessment, this is what it's gonna look like, what are your thoughts? Right, mm-hmm. um, well that's good to know, yeah, because yeah, I think a lot of people fear admitting that type of a thing to their employer, but to your point, I think COVID, I agree with you, I think COVID did help break down mm-hmm. some of those barriers. Yeah. Um, and as an employer, I think it's in their best interests, you know, first, not to judge. Um, second, to, to be compassionate about that. And, you know, this person, if, if you let them get the help that they, they need, they're going to come back a better person and a better employee for it. Right. And, you know, that goes back to, you know, the cost factor. And I know mm-hmm. we don't have any, you know, hard data. That's, I mean, that is so subjective anyway, because right. it depends on your industry, what you do, what your overhead costs are. Mm-hmm. But when you've got um, an employee who is distracted, who is struggling because of an emotional issue, mm-hmm. it does take a toll on your bottom line, whatever right. that looks like. Yeah, so and two of the uh, two of the ways that that can impact the bottom line are employee retention and employee engagement. Mm-hmm. So it it costs money to train employees and to bring new folks on. Um, I don't think any company would argue with that. So if you can keep the ones you've got, keep them, you know, happy and healthy and engaged, um, that definitely impacts a company's bottom line. And then um, using that word engagement again, keeping employees engaged. An engaged employee is a happy employee, um, and an engaged employee is going to 
reflect well on your business. Right. They're going to do a better job at work. Um, they're they're going to create extra a better mile. work environment. Yeah, go that extra mile. Yeah. So uh, that definitely has a positive impact on a company's bottom line as well. So even in a high stress environment, whether you're a, you know you that that high level C suite executive mm -hmm. or whether you're working retail, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. You know we're all human. We mm -hmm. all face emotions. We all struggle with things. And you know some some of us are maybe more resilient than others, mm -hmm. but we all yeah we all have to process emotions. And you know yeah. We can try to put them on the bookcase of our mind. Some, mm -hmm. some stay on the bookcase a little better than others. Right, some <laughs> so, do. Yeah. I had this, this kid um, helping me try on these shoes that I'm wearing, and he brought out like four or five pair of shoes. And this kid was the nicest shoe salesman I think I've ever run into. And he was just so helpful. And I was like, what is this company doing that this, this kid is so amazing at his job and so engaged? and seems to care so much, <laughs> you know, right. that these shoes fit me just right. I was, and, and he was like that with everybody. It was just like, wow, you know, this, this company found a gem. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, I want to know the name of that shoe company. <laughs> when we get done. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever had that experience. It was amazing. <laughs> um, I'm sure it was. But I think that is really an incredible example because, yes, when, when somebody is happy with their job, it is such a great reflection on the company um, and the organization. Before we continue today's podcast, the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce wants to thank Marzano Capital Group, your local resource for financial planning and wealth management. Thank you, Marzano Capital Group, for your continued support of the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce. As we wrap this up and we start to kind of come to the close of our conversation, um, what are some techniques that people can do to improve their emotional well wellness on their own? You know, short mm -hmm. of seeing a counselor, what are right. some steps that people can take mm -hmm. to, to do better? Yeah. So I'm a big fan of um, Amazon. There are so many amazing self-help books on Amazon. So part of, part of it is there's not like a one size fits all because everybody struggles with something a little bit different. So if it's like anxiety or some, you know, sadness or some grief or kind of uh, distractibility there, I promise you there's a book on Amazon about it. And um, I always read the reviews and oftentimes with books like that, therapists will review them and they'll say, I'm a therapist. I use this with my clients. It's amazing. Or they'll say, you know, this was not so great. <laughs> so pay attention to, to what fo people um, and therapists say about some of those books. Um, yeah, so. Like eating, and what else would you say? Like eating healthy, obviously exercising, those types of things. Right, those yeah, have a nutrition, exercise. So yeah, um, nutrition impacts, impacts us, I think, a lot more than we realize that it does. Um, I'm not a nutritionist, so I won't go too far down that rabbit right. hole. But movement is is so important. Um, in, in some countries, from what I understand, they'll prescribe movement kind of like a medication mm -hmm. and maybe even before a medication. Mm -hmm. And that does not have to mean hardcore exercise. That yeah. can mean walking to your mailbox, walking right. around the block, not even a fast walk, a slow walk where if you were, uh, if you had a cup of coffee, you wouldn't spill it. You know, just right. a slow leisurely walk is just about the movement. Right. Yeah. Just that even walk and talk, listen to mm -hmm. a podcast. I, yeah. I know 
I love doing that. I love to go walk for walks in my neighborhood and mm-hmm. just listen to a podcast and yeah. just go at my own pace. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. in a marathon or yeah. racing anybody, but it's just a chance just to kind of get some fresh air yeah. and, um, and a really quick strategy is taking 30 seconds to a minute to close your eyes and focus on your breath. Uh, focus on your body. Like if you if you notice right now, where are your shoulders? And could you maybe lower them a little bit <laughs> and release that tension? Um, could you just take a nice deep breath, a really slow inhale, and then an even slower exhale? That's such a I'm, I'm sitting here doing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and just notice what that changed in your body. Right. Lowering your shoulders and taking one slow breath. That, how long did that take? That was like 20 seconds. Right. So if you can do that a few times throughout your day, it's amazing what will change. Right. And I think it's, it's just a good health practice anyway because we sit at our desks so much and we're, you know, mm-hmm. we're cramped up with, I mean, I know I, I carry all my tension in my neck and my shoulders mm-hmm. and so... Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. a, it's a good practice just to relieve some of those knots as it well. It is. I used to have this habit of doing like five jumping jacks every time I went to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, well, that was a good idea. <laughs> just to get my heart rate up a little bit and like, you know, <laughs> it would wake me up. Some, yeah. You know, get my blood flowing a little bit, wake me up. So it's just simple things. That's that's funny. <laughs> I um, I would, I would definitely uh, probably about falling and <laughs> I'm not coordinated so. yeah but just you know be creative what what's something you can do to incorporate it in your day a few times so well Jenny I really appreciate you sharing your expertise um, on the podcast today um, again October is emotional wellness month and this is a great time if you don't have an emotional wellness plan in place for your employees or your business, it's a good idea to start thinking about that, especially as the end of the year closes and we start to make plans for 2023. And I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt, I mean, you're such an active part of our our business community Mm -hmm. and I know you love helping other chamber members. (laughs) So I know Jenny would be happy to answer any questions you have or to give some advice, sit down, have a one-on-one. So Jenny, will you share your contact information? Absolutely. So. Uh, my email address is Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, at LewisvilleFamilyCounseling.com. And in case this has reached you on the other side of North Carolina, this is Louisville, L-E-W-I-S. <laughs> um, so LewisvilleFamilyCounseling.com. Our website is LewisvilleFamilyCounseling.com. Um, the phone number to our office is 336-945-0137. Um, so yes, uh, you can call our office and talk to, um, our administrative assistant. The more direct way to reach me would be email. So yeah, give me a shout and I'm happy to meet with anybody to, um, to talk about this subject. Thank you again, Jennifer, for being on the podcast today. And thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks so much. Once again, thank you for listening to the Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce podcast. The Louisville Clemens Chamber of Commerce is a member-focused business community. I invite you to learn more about the chamber by visiting our website, louisville-clemens.com. And while we're in the world of audio, it's time for the fine print. 
everyone has an opinion, but in this case, the views and the opinions stated in this podcast are solely those of the contributors and not necessarily those of our distributors. So now that you've been appropriately advised, let me remind you that this podcast is copyrighted and cannot be reproduced without expressed written consent of the Louisville Clements Chamber of Commerce.